0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: But I kept going back to this same same story, and then actually he started a series on Wednesday nights, and he's been all over my notes, so... (laughs) So I came on Wednesday night mainly just to no I'm just joking but come to see what he's going to preach if he was going to preach my notes but today if you if you'll join me today in Mark chapter four I'm going to read a couple of verses verse thirty five the Bible says and the same day when the even was come he saith unto them let us pass over to the other side and when they had to send away the multitude. They took him, even as he was, in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and saith unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and saith unto the sea, peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm and he said unto them why are ye so fearful how is it that ye have no faith and they feared exceedingly and said unto one to another what manner of a man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him Lord, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for this one more opportunity, Lord, to stand behind this desk, Lord. Lord, to teach teach your word, Lord Jesus, today, Lord. Touch this congregation, Lord, that they will hear the words, Lord Jesus, that you inspired through me, Lord Jesus. Let me speak them, Lord Jesus. Let me touch someone today, Lord. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray today. You may be seated. Today, everyone under the sound of my voice are in one of three places. You're in a storm? You're exiting from a storm or you're fending to enter a storm? Storms are a part of our life as much as living and as much as dying. There is storms in everybody's life. If everybody agree, we face storms of all sizes. We face storms of all different kinds. But storms can come without a warning in our life. It would be a nice to get a warning of approaching storm. Just about every morning in my routine I get up, I do my praying and my reading, and then the first thing I do is most of the time kick on the weather the weather app and to see what the weather's gonna be or the forecast. I'm looking to see if there's an approaching storm. When you work in the in the out in the nature and the, the out in the weather, out think that's one of the biggest big you know concerns is you wanna see what the weather's gonna be that day so we we try to get a little bit of a warning if we're going to have rain that day but it would, be, it would be nice if we could get a warning of storms of life that we come it would be nice to get a phone call on a monday morning about a storm that's going to pass come into our life on wednesday it would be it would be nice to get that kind of warning to prepare maybe we've have a warning of if we're going to be involved in an automobile accident. We may avoid that road that day. It'd be be nice to get a warning to have a little bit of preparation for the storms that we face in life. But there is no warning in the storms. Storms comes on us fast. Storms comes on us hard. Storms in our life begins like this most of the time. A phone call from the doctor saying you must come see me as soon as possible or it may be a serious look from your boss's face and then them breaking word says we need to talk the storm may come by a knock the dreaded knock on the door in the middle of the night there's many ways our storms enter to our life many ways the storms Comes out without any warning, and storms take, overtakes us. Storms often beat into our lives without warning. In Mark four, Jesus and the, the story I read, Jesus is is teaching. He's teaching through his ministry, and through his ministry, he often used common things to get his message across. In many, as, in many of his miracles, he used common things to get the job done. He used mud to open up blinded eyes. He used a water pot to serve wine. There's many things he used common things in our life. God can use the common things, the things that we think is common in our lives. He can use them to do extraordinary things for us. He just needs us to give them to him. It don't matter how simple or how small, or how common they seem to us. God can ma- use whatever, he, he, whatever we allow him to use. If we'll give him the common things of our life in the midst of our storms, he can use them to calm the storms. In, in the, before Mark 35, Mark 4 and 35, where I started reading, Jesus is using... In the story, he is using this common ship as a pulpit. He is preaching to the multitudes. He's using this boat as his platform, as his as his pulpit. In verse 35, as the evening is approaching, the day is spent, dark is coming on quick, Jesus suggests for them to go over to the other side. As they cross this mass this body of water. They encounter a storm. This storm comes upon them quick, as the Bible suggests. In the midst of the storm, they find themselves. They find themselves overwhelmed. In the midst of a storm, you can find where a faith man's faith lies. Storm shows what a man is made of and in what he has dependence on, his dependence is on. At least four of these disciples were experienced fishermen. <clears throat> they knew about storms. They knew how to, how to handle a boat in a storm. But on this night, this storm is going to be their teacher. Tonight as I, today as I speak for a few, more, few minutes, I'm speaking from learning from this storm. Storms can, can, came upon them suddenly. This storm came upon them heavily. Storms like this have a way of overwhelming us in life. But there is a benefit even from the storms that overwhelm us. There's benefits from storms in this life that we can't see any good out of. There is some benefits from the storms that we face. A storm can develop you if you trust in God but it can destroy you if you have your trust otherwise <coughs> what you suppose what are supposed to what are we supposed to learn from the storms that we face in our lives the first thing we learn is from storms gives us the opportunity to grow experienced fishermen fishermen these experienced fishermen is not made in the calm seas. These experienced fishermen was made in the midst of stormy waters. But the Bible tells us that even these experienced fishermen became afraid. In storms, there comes a point that we get over our heads and when we realize that we're out of control. When we get into the middle of the storms, even if we're experienced, We've been through some storms before. Some of us here has been through many storms in our life. We've been around the block. But the thing is, is in them in the midst of them storms, we get overwhelmed. They start the waves start battering us into the point that we we almost give up. There's a story of in the northwest about apple trees in the northwest. The orchard workers the apple trees put on more bark than they do fruit. As they put on they, they put on more bark, the orchard, orchard workers, they prune these apple trees radically. They prune these trees extremely to the point that the trees feel threatened. The life of the apple tree feels threatened. But, but during this process, the apple tree don't die. The tra- apple tree don't give up. It starts producing more fruit. Because the more it suffers, the more extreme the storm gets in its life, the apple tree puts on more fruit for reproduction. It, puts, it passes fruit. So we, spiritually in our lives, sometimes we have to get wounded. We have to get wounded to grow. And that's what Storms does in our life. It wounds us. It takes things away from us. But in the midst of that, our spiritual man begins to grow. Because our fleshly man, when we start getting wounded, the first thing we want to do is put on more bark. We want to, we want to push ourselves away. That's what we're doing. When we put on more bark. we're pushing ourselves away from God. We push ourselves away from the nutrients. We are putting on, put on more bark. We're not, we're not good to nobody. We're not good to anybody because we're putting on bark for more protection. When we should be, be like the apple tree, we should be putting on, out fruit more than we do bark. In the storm we realize I can't keep reliance on my abilities but I have to trust in God and I have to learn we have to give it all to him. The second thing we learn is it draws us toward another world. There were 13 men in this boat. One was asleep, four experienced sailors, and eight were watchers. The eight watchers, the watchers are watching because they're not experienced sailors. The thing is, is the reason I say that, I mean, I, I'm not saying there wasn't helping, because I imagine every man on board was doing whatever they could to save their life. But the thing is, is they were watching, they were watching the four experienced. Because the four experienced fishermen, they was leaning on them because they knew that they knew what to do when a storm arose. And the eight that was watching them, they may have been bailing water, they may have been paddling, they may have been doing whatever they could do but their eyes was fixed on the ones that knew what they were doing. They're supposed to be the one that's experienced. They probably became worried because the four fishermen had become worried. When you see someone in a certain profession and they start to get a worried look on their face, that's the time for for everybody else to get worried. When you see the person that knows what they're doing they're supposed to have everything under control. But when they get a worried look on their face, that's when everybody starts getting worried. We allow this same principle to bleed over into our church and our spiritual lives. When it's not the storm is not affecting us, we don't have no concern. When it's just the pastor that's dealing with the sleepless nights, we're not concerned. When the, when the storm is brewing, and we know the storm's brewing, but until we see the, the worried look on the prayer warriors, when we see the worried look that come across the, the ones that is in the altars praying, when we see the ones that we're known for that are prayer warriors, when we see their, the grim look on their face, that's when we all lose our cool. We all start finding ourselves in a a place of worry. But a storm has a way of affecting everyone from the pulpit to the back door. It doesn't matter if you've been a 50 year saint or if you're just a new convert. Storms have a way of affecting everyone under the sound of my voice. (coughs) Joseph He had a dream, but it took an evil plot from his brothers to get him headed down the road for his dream to come true. We're creatures of habit. If we're not careful, we'll just keep doing the same old thing. As Brother Rayleigh spoke about this morning as as the church, he was talking about the church, and and, and that same thing is we, we come to church a lot of times. And we come to church and we do the same old thing. We come and sit down. We're saying two. We sang a few of the same songs. We hear somebody speak the word, but we leave unchanged because we're creatures of habit. But it takes a storm to push us out of our comfort zone. If, if Joseph would have stayed, if his brothers hadn't sold him into slavery, if he hadn't had that storm in his life, Joseph his dreams would have never came true. The children of Israel would never have been saved. His family would have never been saved if the storm hadn't been in his life. But during that storm, it doesn't make it any easier. Joseph has he spent many nights in prison, un, you know, wrongly accused. But that while he was in that storm, God had him in the direction for his dream to come true. There is a time we have to live off of just our faith. In the middle of a storm, there's many storms in our life that we all we have is our faith to live off of. Been storms in my life that that you couldn't see over the waves. There's been times that the wind was blowing so that you could not see. Anything, so you had to trust in your faith. In many storms, we lose sight of our surroundings. But we must always keep our faith. The third thing is a storm has a way of bringing us to our knees. In the middle of a storm, we get to the point that our own skills can't save us. So at that point, we find ourselves on our knees before God. It's often we turn to God for his help as a last resort. God, so many times in our life, we think we can handle the storm. We think, well, I have a big, I'd have enough money in the bank. Whatever storm comes along, I'll buy whatever I need. We may think we have, may have the ability to keep the boat afloat. We may think we may have the ability to do whatever it takes, but I'm here to tell you, there's a storms in our life that can over, overwhelm every one of us. When the doctor stands in front of you and tells you, "I've done all I can do," or when, whenever the, the door, knock at the door or whatever it may be, the storm that starts in your life, there's a storm that can overwhelm you, and a storm that will take you, take you under. You'll find yourself on your knees before God. It's too often we turn to God for his help as a last resort. There's so many times in our life that we think we can handle the storm. Here these disciples was. They was in this boat. Here they are fighting this storm. When the man that was laying in the boat, all they had to do was wake him. All they had to do was wake the master and he could take care of their storm. (coughs) When we realize that the master is the only, only one that can save us now, you have to realize how much more we realize a lot of times how much more we pray in the time of storms. When storms is not in our life and between the storms in our life, sometimes our prayer life. Our relationship with God starts trickling, trickling away. But the next time a storm raises up, we find ourselves on our face before God. Storms have a way of bringing us to our knees. In the story of Jonah, it started out being in a ship in a storm, being thrown, then his storm being thrown overboard into a stormy seas. And then he spent three days in the belly of a fish. But after all these days, all this time, Jonah finally found himself on his knees. But the thing is, is in this story, Jonah was in a ship in a storm. He was thrown overboard into stormy seas. He was swallowed by a fish and spent three days in the belly of that fish before the Bible says he found himself on his knees praying to God. The thing is, today, as we musicians come, we in our life, we, we, we face storms in our life. And I, th- I believe how we, how, we, how we react to them storms. They're storms that we're going to learn lessons from. And as we learn these lessons, I believe how we react to these storms is the lesson we're going to learn. I'm not saying every storm in your life is in your life just for a lesson, but every storm we can learn something from. We can learn to trust God and in our storms. Today, as, as I said in the first lines after I said after I read my text, today, if you're, there's three places you are. You're in a storm, you're exiting a storm, or you're fin to enter a storm. And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom today, but today, if you're in a storm, or if you're coming out of a storm, you may be going right back in a storm. You don't never know when that storm's gonna come back in your life. But the thing is, is sometimes there's gonna be storms in your life. If you're not in a storm right now, and the question I ask you this morning is, how bad is the storm? Going to get before you find yourself like Jonah on your knees, are you going to have to spend days in the belly of a fish before you can get find yourself back to God? Every storm in our life has a lesson. As we as we stand today, I ask you, don't go out the back doors today without touching the master of your storm. If you're in a storm you're facing today, He can calm the waters of that storm. He can settle the seas with just His spoken word. As Brother, brother Bobby read that scripture he read before he prayed, he said that God, we can't measure God's presence. The thing is, is we the one measure the storms. We're the ones that tell us how bad the storm is. God spoke the storm in existence. So God's measurement is not the same as our measurements. So when the storm that you feel that's overwhelming you, God can control it with just His spoken word. Today as as, as they play, I open these altars. And as I ask you to, to don't leave this place without talking to the master of your storm.